Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Do Your Life Justice. I'm your host, Justice Hall. So I've been in the podcast game for about five months now. Uh, I started with a short segment called Just My Thoughts. And I was doing, you know, commentary reviews of different Reddit posts uh, and then I started branching out from there and doing more relationship advice and life advice and stuff. Just recently, this past week, I started doing a show sl- a s- slash segment called The Quarantine Chronicles, where I interview people from around the world and get their stories regarding how they've been living during this corona lockdown. So... Just a little bit about me. I am 40 years old, just turned 40 a few weeks ago, back on the 11th. And I'm from Louisiana in America, for those of you outside of America. I'm a country boy, southern boy. I am the only boy of six. I have five sisters. (laughs) Four older sisters and one younger sister. I come from a military family. My father was in the Air Force, so my earliest memories are from outside of America. We moved to Japan back in the 80s, I think like 85, 86. So I was like four or five years old, lived there for three years, back to America for a little bit and then moved to England for four years. And so my most of my memories of my childhood are from outside of America. And then, you know, growing up with five sisters, I was pretty shy and reserved. So I spent a lot of time by myself. One of my most favorite gifts that I've ever gotten was from my dad. And this was back when we moved back to America. We moved to Tampa after we left uh, England. And it was my 12th birthday, 11th or 12th birthday. And my dad had this Walkman, this Sony Walkman. And I sh- I'm sure <laughs> this younger generation has no idea what the heck a Walkman is. But it's, it's kind of like a, think of your phone, but just for music. You know, <laughs> that's the, the easiest way to, to describe it. So he had this Walkman that he got, uh, I guess, years or so ago. But it was kind of like a digital Walkman. So you could press the button and it would scan through the channels. And so he gave me that. And that, you know, led me to growing a love for music. The first music that I fell in love with was country music. Well, no, actually classical music. I was just scanning through the channels and I came across this classical channel. And there was this beautiful, you know, classical song playing. I have no idea. I can't remember what it was, but I just fell in love with it. And so every night, you know, 11, 12 years old, I'm listening to classical music. So that was my intro into to music of course you know i had heard music before that i had sang in a choir my father's a pastor uh, so i heard music before uh church music and, and christian music and all that stuff but my real love for music came listening to the classical music and then from there it went to country music <laughs> so here i am this This young black kid listening to classical and country music, which really, you know, weren't genres that were typically 
subscribe to, you know, people of my hue. But anyway, those were the, the, the types of music that I liked. And then I started using the, the Walkman as a recorder. So like I say, growing up with five sisters, yeah, I played with them, but I spent most of my time alone. And growing up in the military, I never, I never lived in the same place more than four years. So every three, four years, we were moving to a different place. So making friends was, okay, a challenge because after a while, I'm moving to a new location and I have to start all over again. So I was pretty shy. And so I would use this recorder to just record my thoughts. And I would even keep a piece of pen, a piece of paper and a pen beside my bed. And I would wake up at random times throughout the night with an idea in my head. And I would write it down. Whether it was a couple words for a story, whether it was part of a poem, or even what I called my philosophicals, which were my my, you know, idea of <laughs> intellectual quotes, you know, how intellectual can you be at, you know, 11, 12 years old, but I had some pretty good stuff. And I actually still have my binder here with hundreds of poems, stories, and my philosophical quotes from like 20 plus years ago. So that's, that was that. So that became my, my outlet was my, my writing and my recordings and stuff. And being shy, I didn't really make friends very well. And so fast forwarding to high school, you know, or junior high, actually, I got into acting because I found that I was more comfortable on stage performing than interacting with people face to face one on one. Anytime I had to meet a new person, my hands would begin to sweat. <laughs> and I still have the, that problem now. I still have sweaty palms, which I loathe. And just thinking about, okay, I'm going to meet someone new. I'm going to shake their hand. My hand is going to be wet and they're going to be grossed out by me. Just the thought made my hands sweat even more. So I didn't like meeting new people. But I loved being on stage. And so acting became my outlet to come out of my shell and I went to Neville High School. Shout out to my wonderful high school, Neville High School in Monroe, Louisiana, Neville Tigers. And we went on speech and debate competitions, which is, you know, thespian <laughs> holidays. You know, it's for anyone that's, that's ever done acting in school and you've gone on a competition. You know, this is just fantastic. The, or even when anyone that's been in the band, if you've been on a, a band trip, you know, going on a, a theater speech and debate competition was phenomenal. And I was one of the top students in the school uh, when it came to the competitions. I wrote my own poetry and I read my poetry at the competitions and I actually won multiple times with my own poetry. Here I am, this young high school kid, and I'm, I'm going up against other people reading professional uh, and published authors' works. I mean, it. I guess it had more to do with my delivery than my content, but my content was pretty decent. You know, I'm not a, I'm a, I'm a poet, but I'm not, you know, Edgar Allan Poe or Maya Angelou. 
uh, but I have my own style. But anyway, that was it was fun for me and I enjoyed it. And actually, I met someone on one of those uh, competitions and it was just brief. I met her, you know, knew her and talked to her for like two or three days. And she was like, you're going to win. You're going to win this. And I, I didn't think anything of it, but I ended up winning like four or five different uh, prizes. You know, I was in multiple categories and I won in like two or three of them. I won first place and the other one, I won like second place or something. And so she had a lasting impact on me. And I actually started writing a, a story called A Family Secret, all based on that encounter, that one encounter. But you'll have to wait for that 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 book. I've been writing it for <laughs> for over 20 years. I haven't haven't concluded it. I've only written the first 20 some odd pages. But anyway, I fell in love with acting. I ended up joining the Navy because, like I said, I was I was a shy kid. I wasn't very athletic. I'm tall. I'm six foot four inches tall, so I'm very tall. And I, but I never really played sports. So in high school, it was either take PE physical education or take ROTC Reserve Officer Training Corps, which is like military classes. And I was like, hey, my father was in the military. I'm not athletic, so I don't want to embarrass myself playing sports. I'll take ROTC. Took ROTC, did very well. I became the EXO, the executive officer in my junior year, and then the commanding officer in my senior year. So I was over the whole program uh, my senior year. The Navy ended up giving me a scholarship. They said, hey, go to college, because I, I honestly, I was a smart kid, and but I had no... My parents didn't come from money. I didn't come from money. I had no way to pay for college, and I really didn't know if I wanted to go to college. But the Navy was like, go to college. We'll pay for it. You know, you just join the Navy as an officer when you when you graduate and give us four years. So I was like, okay, fine, great. I, I graduated, went to Southern University in Baton Rouge. Again, shout out to my, my college, SU, HBCU, Historically Black College and University. Went there. And again, became the XO my junior year. And uh, so I uh, did very well, but I majored in theater and I enjoyed it. I loved it. I starred in like seven or eight plays there. Every play that they had that I, had, I auditioned for, I got the starring role. So I was like, this is what I want to do. And then my senior year on graduation, Babyface, and Babyface, if you ever hear this or if you're listening to it or anyone that knows Babyface, <laughs> he may remember this, but Babyface gave the commencement address at my graduation. This was uh, December 20th, December, when did I graduate? December 11th, 2003 in Southern, at, at Southern University in Baton Rouge. So give him all those details, anybody that, that ever speaks to Babyface. December 11, 2003, he gave the commencement address. I was in uniform because I was getting commissioned as an officer and I was graduating. And he gave me his card when when they announced, you know, we have Lee Justice Hall, you know, a theater major. And so he heard, oh, he's a theater major. And so he gave me his card. He was going to give me his card. But my commanding officer was standing right there. He said, oh, give me a call when you get out of the Navy. 
And my commanding officer took the card, put it in his pocket, and said, oh, he's not going to be needing this. So I had an opportunity to connect with Babyface, and I could potentially be working with him right now. But my commanding officer took the card, and I don't know what he did with it. So I went to the Navy, and I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I hated my first ship. My first ship, I, I went to San Diego, my favorite city. San Diego is just beautiful. And I was the communications officer in San Diego on the USS Comstock, which is an, an uh, LSD landing ship dock. It's, a, it's a, not a big, big ship, but it was a big ship. And I was communications officer. I hated it. And fresh in the Navy, 21, 22 years old. And I was on there for two and a half years. And then from there, I went to Jacksonville, Florida on a destroyer, USS Roosevelt. My favorite ship. That ship was the business, DDG-80. And we traveled and went to the Mediterranean for six months. It was just a, a party cruise. And I was the damage control assistant, the, the head firefighter on the, the USS Roosevelt. And it was magnificent. I got to see most of Europe and we traveled to Africa. That was my first time and only time going to Africa. We went to uh, Mauritania, which is a very small country on the west coast of Africa. And we went there. We were only there for like a day, day and a half. And they only let a small number, I think like 20 people off the ship. And I got to be one of the people to get off the ship and go into one of the little small towns in Africa. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I have, I took a picture on the side of the road with some camels behind me. And I was like, I'm in the motherland. And it was, <laughs> it was so surreal. So fantastic. Even though it was just for a couple hours that I was able to get off the ship, but it was just, I'm in Africa. And that was, that was a fantastic memory. And then we, you know, rode around in the, in the Gulf, went to Spain, Palma, Sicily like seven, eight times, you know, NATO or not NATO. Um, I can't remember the, one of the cities in, in, in Italy. Several times we went to Italy, came to Turkey uh, and everything like that. So that was the Mediterranean. That was my ship. And then I went back to San Diego after I got off of that ship. And that's when I got out of the Navy in 2009. I was the uh, assistant administrative officer at LCS Class Ron, which is the Navy's newest class of ships. So right when they were starting that class of ships back in 2008, 2009, that's when I was there having to, you know, write and correct all the instructions for the ship and stuff like that. But then I got out of the Navy and I was like, I'm back in California. I can go to Hollywood now, right up when I get out. But I didn't end up going to Hollywood my ex-wife, uh, she was still in the Navy, and we ended up getting transferred to Washington uh, and everything. So I was that close to to going to Hollywood, and I was like, man, if I still had that card from from Babyface, I may have been able to to hit him up and possibly get connected with something. But long story short, I've traveled and lived all around the world, 
And I've always found my love on stage. I've always found a connection with performing, whether it was on on the stage, the physical stage, whether it was, you know, doing short films. I did a couple short films right after I, I got out of the Navy for some college students in, in Irvine, California, uh, Cow Nipple Productions. That was the name of their production company. I don't know if they're still around, but did a, <laughs> a couple of short films for them for, for their school projects and stuff. Uh, did some festivals. But regardless, you know, I've always enjoyed performing. And so now here I am, 40 years old, and I, I came, I'm actually in Turkey right now. Uh, and why I'm here, that's a whole nother story in itself. It's, it's a Hollywood movie, why I'm, I'm here in Turkey. I came here for a girl. And uh, if, you, if you check my, my Facebook page or whatever or, or anything like that, You can, you can find out who that girl is. She's a high profile individual. We're actually still together. She's actually in the other room right now. Uh, but yeah, we can't, we were two strangers met on, uh, an app called whisper and just talked, had no intentions of ever meeting each other. We talked for like two weeks. Didn't even know where the other person was. Didn't even know what the other person looked like. But after two weeks, we decided to ask each other for a picture, saw a picture, liked each other, continued to talk. But we didn't, we weren't planning on meeting each other. We were actually trying to encourage the other person to go and find love and be happy and be positive and stuff like that. But long story short, after talking for six months, we decided to meet. She is from Iran. I am from America. And so we met here in Turkey. And we've been here ever since we came here, we were, you know, started teaching English. She was teaching at a, at a language Institute. And then I started teaching at a private school and a language Institute and did that for like two years. And then I transitioned to online teaching online and she transitioned to teaching online. And then I started You know, I was like, I'm missing my acting. I want to get back into acting. I don't want to teach anymore. And an opportunity popped up and I saw a post on Freelancer and there was a guy that was looking for a host to, uh, to voice his channel. Uh, it's a channel called Crisscross. So if, if you have ever not crisscrossed the, 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 the dancers rappers from back in the, in the nineties, but crisscross, uh, if you go on YouTube, it's a smiley face. It's just, it's a white background with the, with the, a smiley face on it. So, uh, I was like, Hey, I, I could do that. And so I, I sent a, a, a sample recording. I never thought about doing voiceovers, you know? But I was like, I'm missing the stage. I want to get back into acting. And so I, I put a bid in and put an audition in for, for the, the, the part of voicing his channel. And he contacted me and he's like, yep, I like what you do. I like your, your style, your creativity. And so I ended up voicing Crisscross's channel 
for about a year and he does the channel is about they do reddit memes so you know funny different things uh from for for reddit a lot of the stuff i had no idea what i was you know talking about because it talks about you know various uh games like minecraft or fortnite uh, or it talks about animation uh, cartoons i've seen i like animation but i hadn't seen any of these uh ones that i've been voicing and talking about and so me being an older person you know i was at the time i was like 38 years old and i'm reading content for teenagers and early 20 year olds my perspective and my style was a lot <laughs> different so that was an attraction for some people some people came like who is this new guy voicing memes who has no, no idea about the content that he's voicing so that drew some people um, but then other channels that were you know in the same market uh, some of the people were like we don't know who this new guy is where's where's Chris you know because I had a deeper voice and Chris is from Australia and so that that shift uh, kind of chased some people away but anyway the channel did well you know doubled the viewership in the year that I that I was there but then I stopped working with them back in September of 2020 and uh, I transitioned to to try to start my own channel and so I was like okay I'm I'm pushing 40 and I want to do something that's more in my wheelhouse I've been talking to people and counseling people and and helping people and advising people most of my life you know from friends and family and everything like that so I've always been comfortable trying to impart knowledge to people and so that's where my my channel kind of transitioned to so from doing memes and, and stuff like that for for entertainment purposes I wanted to transition to do more inspirational um, counseling, life coaching, stuff like that. So I, that's where I'm at right now. Um, like I said, I, I started doing just my thoughts uh, to just kind of give my thoughts. And, and it's everything is a play on, on my name, Justice, you know. And so just my thoughts on various topics and stuff and I'm, I'm i'm still fresh and new in the game so there's some some learning to do but like they say experience is the best teacher so i could think about everything okay how should i do this how should i do that or i can dive in and that's what i'm doing now i'm diving in to to try it out and see what works for me there's so many people out there doing content so many people that have their their shows and I see a lot of people trying to piggyback off of other people's success, which is not bad, I guess. You know, uh, you see someone that that's shooting up and skyrocketing to the top. Um, it's a natural thing. But, oh, let me let me use their name to, to build up my brand. Um, and, you know, you, you, you do what you do. Uh, so I, I have to be comfortable in my space. I have to be comfortable and what I'm doing. And I feel that the more I do it, the more I just, okay, don't think, just just do. And this is something I, I told my wife, you know, when you take action, things fall into place. You know, like I said, we, 
I was in America, she was in Iran, and it was like, shall we meet? Shall we do this? Da, 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 shall I? And it, but there was there was there was hesitation, but there was a situation that forced movement, you know. So sometimes when 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 the universe is telling you, hey, it's time for you to take the next step. It's time for you to move forward. It's time to you to, for you to move on, and you're hesitant to that. At times, something traumatic and something bad will happen that will force you to take action. But if you're saying that, okay, I'm moving forward, I'm going to do better, I'm going to get to that next level without having to go through the bumps and bruises. I don't know all the answers. I don't have a, a, a clear picture, but I have at least a direction and the direction is forward. I'm going to take action. Once you start taking action, you will see that things fall into place. They have no choice. But as long as you stay stagnant in your thoughts and your second guessing and you're wondering and worrying and comparing, how do I how do I compare to this person over there or that person over there? How is my channel, you know, going to get to a million views or a million subscribers and so on? That's the big picture. But it's never going to get there if you never start, if you never take any action. Okay, so when I say do your life justice, that's telling you to do the things that's going to get your life to where you want it to be. You only have one life. What happens after you die? I have no idea. Some people believe in reincarnation. Some people believe in heaven and hell. Some people believe in oblivion. Whatever it is, we don't know. But the life that you have right now, in order for you to say at the end, when you're old and on your deathbed, that was a good life, is for you to do it justice. And pay respect to the life that you have right now to do the most that you can with what you have. There are going to be setbacks, but who cares? Use them to learn. Find the positivity in the pain. Find the progress in the setbacks. So that's what my podcast is going to be all about. I'm going to do some some funny things or things that I find funny <laughs> and dad jokes or whatever, you know, give my perspective on those. I'm going to stay tuned. Like I said, I do my just my thoughts on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, right now they're on YouTube, but I need to put them in, in other places as well. Uh, the Quarantine Chronicles, I just recorded three interviews this past week. So I'll get those edited and get those posted. I'll probably post those on like Mondays and Wednesdays and Thursdays so that I can have content for for at least every day of the of the, the work week Monday through Fridays and then just doing regular discussions about random things uh, I'll I don't have a timeline for that just yet but I will be doing that and for those of you that have seen some of my videos on YouTube you know the lovely Miss Sheena she didn't say she didn't like when I say miss <laughs> the lovely Sheena Sharani uh me lady me wife uh she will probably probably be on some episodes as well 
for those of you who want the female perspective and her British accent and her beautiful face. So that's what I got for now. Um, I'm this is my first time on here on Anchor, so I'm I'm just testing it out, and I figured I'd just record something. So that's what we have. Stay tuned for more episodes of Do Your Life Justice. Hope you guys tune in. Hope you guys support. Give feedback. The things that you want to hear, the things that you want to see, and everything like that. So I got to do my thing with my flair and my style, and watch things fall into place. So thanks again for watching. Oh, the Quarantine Chronicles. Like I say, those will be posted soon. If you want to share your quarantine story or know anyone else that, you know, all of us have been on lockdown all around the world. We've all had issues during this time of uh, the pandemic and none of us expected it to be going on a year and a half, still a year and a half in. So if you are interested in sharing your story and would like for me to do an interview with you, drop a comment. My email address is justice41124 at gmail.com. That's justice, J-U-S-T-I-C-E, 41124 at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up at doyourlifejustice at gmail.com. Send me an email. I will, I will send you the questions and the inter- interview scheduler so you can schedule an interview with me and we will get that recorded. Only hit me up if you're okay with me sharing your story because I want to post the stories so that other people can see that they're not alone. Mm-hmm.